0: Joining me on the line right now is Dave Hayes, the President of Unions here in the Northern Territory. Good morning to you, Straubs. Uh, Good morning, Katie. Now, mate, tell us where things are at at the moment when it comes to the pay negotiations for public servants.
1: Um, So, look, Katie, it's it's all happening at the moment. Obviously, um, on the 5th of October, the government announced the defrosting of the wage freeze, um, which we welcome. Um, But unfortunately, that doesn't go far enough with the 2%. That's been offered and is on the table um and our members um pretty angry about that and they're and they're continuing in protecting industrial action across many parts of the northern territory public service at the moment
0: and so they are considering further industrial action um which i guess which unions are we talking about or which sectors are we talking about and when could that industrial action kick off
1: so there's quite a quite a number at the moment katie so there's there's ongoing action that's currently being taken across corrections Fire, power, water, TGen, um, and the teachers, um, but we're also looking at a day of action next week on Thursday, the 17th, uh, where we'll be out in our numbers, um, sending the government the message that two percent isn't just just isn't going to cut it.
0: So Thursday next week, looking at a, another day of action, uh, will that mean that for for schools, for example, that the teachers will be striking?
1: So with the teachers, Katie, um, just they're waiting on some correspondence from the OCP, over the next couple of days. Yep. Um, But they've definitely put in their notice of action, whether they take that or not is yet to be decided for the teachers. But I can guarantee you that Corrections, uh, Power, Water and TGEN, they'll be out in great numbers um, to push the government and and let the government know that the 2% isn't enough.
0: What's that going to mean to the wider community in terms of disruption to their, uh, you know, to the services that, that they all provide?
1: Look, Katie, we always ensure that we have call-out crews and those sort of people available. So in relation to power and water and TGEN, you know, power will still be supplied, the power will still be on, and any faults will be um, attended to. But the general disruption will go to developers, uh, contractors, all the works that get done day to day. They'll all be coming to a halt.
0: Now, I mean, what's what's the concern here from these public service workers? Because I know a lot of people listening this morning that maybe work in the private sector, they're going to be thinking to themselves, hey, 2% and a change to some of those conditions, I'd take that. I can't get that at this point in time from my own workplace. So what exactly are they after?
1: Look, Katie, we, we want a package that addresses the cost of living concerns that everyone's currently under, um, facing. Um, and governments have to lead in this space. If the governments lead and, and, and get wages and conditions up, the, the private sector follows. And we, we need we need just people to understand that this has to happen. The public sector is the biggest employer in the Northern Territory and it leads, it leads the wages and conditions that, that are paid around the place. So our members are looking for a package that addresses those concerns um, and 2% at this point in time just doesn't even go close. And, you know, if you look at CDU at the moment, um, they're about to go to the vote next week. Um, they're offering a 4% increase in the first year and then 2%, 2% after that. Um, That'll be a no vote that occurs out there at CDU. All the members out there are going to vote no. Um, It just doesn't address the concerns of cost of living over the coming years.
0: Where's the government going to find the money, though, straws? I mean, they're broke.
1: Katie, we've been here before and we've, we've had these conversations before. The government needs to look in their agencies with the use of consultants and contractors and the amount of money that's being wasted. And I think you could speak to anyone in the public service and they would know there is many areas that can be tightened up. We've got so much money going interstate. We've got people working out of interstate um, offices um, and all that money is not going into the territory. We've got contractors coming in, performing big bodies of work. All that money goes out of the territory. If they have a good hard look at this public service, there can be big benefits for the Northern Territory and big benefits for the population of the Northern Territory and get this place running properly.
0: That's actually a point that I reckon a lot of people would probably be surprised by, is that there is consultancy work that happens interstate. There are different people that have flown in at different times. I mean, do we have any idea, you know, how much that is costing the Northern Territory Government or or just how many consultants are being employed across the board?
1: Look, Katie, we can't get we can't get the, the absolute numbers on that. But I always say the way I describe it is they're run on two sets of books. Um, they're running a set of books that, that people can see with the public service, and there's another set of books that really that money just goes out of the territory. And if that was really looked into and dived into, there is there is offsets and benefits available in every sector um, where we can we can you know move that back into the public service itself, and that money will stay in the territory. Um, I just can't believe it's still going on and we're having these conversations probably two years after they started in this bargaining process and no-one's doing, you know, no-one's doing a big body of work and some of that work has been done um, and no-one's acting on it. That's the problem.
0: Now, Dave Hayes, I'm pretty sure tomorrow for the week that was, I've got Paul Kirby on the show. What is your message for him when it comes to uh, this public sector, well, wage kind of, you know, discussion or negotiation that continues on?
1: Katie, look, we've still got 10 agreements that are outstanding. There needs to be an urgency from government to get these agreements solved. We've had our first meetings last week after the um, announcement of the new wages policy or the bargaining policy. Um, We are now, you know, we're meeting two weeks. In two weeks' time, we're meeting again with the OCPE. Where's the urgency? Let's get together. Let's get in a room. Let's bash it out. And let's get a result for people of the Northern Territory and get these things moving. And let's what's emergency well, in the process? Because
0: the problem here is, as well, you know, we're only a few weeks away from school finishing for the year. So for for areas like education, you need to make sure that this is locked in so that we can ensure that teachers are coming back next year, right?
1: Absolutely correct. Hey, so by mid next week, the teachers or the the AEU needs a decision um, so that their teachers, given the the time it is in the term in the school year. So they can make a decision about next year about what they're going to do. Um, so they, the government needs to really get down to business, especially with the teachers, to get that deal done and get a good offer on the table that will be accepted. And it can't have twos in it, Katie. It's just not going to be accepted by the members. We've been up and down the track all the unions in the last few weeks, and there's a long, uh, there's a there's a, a loud and clear message from our membership that anything with two percents in it. Isn't even close, and we need to get packages together that are going to keep people in the territory and keep people working hard to whether it be educate, whether it be care, whether it be you know power, water, essential services, fireys, corrections, all those areas. We need to get good deals to keep people in the Northern Territory. Katie, yesterday in the paper there was we're looking at a three hundred thousand dollar, three hundred thousand people population by twenty thirty. Like, how are we going to possibly do that when we can't even pay the people who are here? They're going to keep going out in droves. Well, I can't understand.
0: I I can't understand how the government thinks that they're going to grow the population at this point in time, um, you know, when they've got the issues that they're currently dealing with. So I think that that's a fair point for you to make, particularly, uh, you know, when public servants in other states and territories, there's no doubt that they're getting better pay offers. Um, Straubs, I know, though, that there's going to be people listening this morning who are thinking public servants are being greedy. Are they?
1: They're not, Katie. As I said, governments leave. Everyone, it doesn't matter if you're a public service worker or in the private sector, you are copping the cost of living uh, increases, you're copping the home loans going up, everyone's in a similar boat. Not all public servants are highly paid. There is a vast, vast majority that are a load of middle-income earners. And so everyone's feeling it, Katie.
0: Is it time for us to re-look at, as well, the number of executive-level contracts that there are within the Northern Territory Government?
1: Oh, Katie, we've been beating that drum for a couple, for years. Um, it needs a big shake-up, in our opinion. Um, if you look at somewhere like Power and Water, um, you've got 60% in business support, you've got 40% on the ground. It should be the other way around. Should, your boots on the ground should be up around the 60%. And your business support unit should be, you know, thirty to forty percent. It's just all upside down in so many areas in this in this public service and it needs a good shake up.
0: Well, Dave Hayes, uh, Union's N T president, I appreciate your time this morning. Thanks so much for chatting with us.
1: Thanks for your interest, Katie.